welcome everyone to the Humans of RBTL podcast, where we feature folks in the Relating Between the Lines community and really get a closer look at the ways they connect and communicate in their relationships. I'm your host, Stephanie, co-founder of RBTL, and my hope is that the stories shared here really inspire you to think about the way that you show up in your relationships and explore new ways of connecting with the people that you love. I think we're ready. Excellent. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Kevin and Jamie, who are two best friends who took RBTL over the last two cohorts. And um, I think what's really special and what I'm super excited about today is that I think it's honestly really surprising to find two dudes that are really open to learning about learning how to communicate better and leaning into vulnerability um, and to find like two dudes that are also like best friends and enjoy this stuff. Um, I think it's just so rare. And so I want to hand over the mic to you, Kevin and Jamie, to introduce yourselves to everyone. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Kevin, you want to go first? <laughs> I like how you offered it over to you. Yeah. <laughs> Immediate ball pass. Immediate ball pass. <laughs> it's like hot potato. Yeah. Um, hello. I am Kevin. How are we? What, what, what kind of things do we want to do? We talk out here. I did the most recent cohort of RBTL cohort five, which was immediately following Jamie's cohort. And yeah, I actually did the course because he first did the course and I was kind of around when he was doing the course. And I kind of watched him have this he would always describe these amazing experiences and he was like, you would really enjoy this. You should seriously consider it. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, you know, three-ish months later after he had finished and we were kind of between cohorts and the applications were opening and he again reminded me and we talked about some more and eventually I took the plunge. So it's kind yeah. of how I found my way to the course. Anything and, else and was, interesting? Was I, was I right that you would like it? You were correct. You were very correct. Yes. Good call. Very good call. Kevin, did you ever think like Jamie was weird when he was talking about all this stuff like constantly? No, actually. I think the fr I, I wish I could remember the exact way you described it the first time you described it to me. But my takeaway from the way you were describing it was it's the course where you learn how to people better. Yeah, that's roughly my takeaway from the way you were described. It is really hard to describe, even after mm. taking it myself. So, yeah, I I feel I understand, <laughs> but I remember in that moment we had a quick conversation. Oh yeah, like I like people, and you were like, yeah, you like people. Like you would probably enjoy this. Like, do you want to like learn how to people better? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I do spend a lot of time thinking about how to people better <laughs> in general. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it. And, you know, that was the seed that then germinated and sprouted. Yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hey, I'm Jamie. Um, I took the cohort right before Kevin. So that was cohort four, I believe. Yes. Um, so I, I came into it uh, while I was, I started, I think I started while I was on sabbatical at work. Um. And part of it for me was just 
having experiences much earlier in recognizing that improving communication skills can have these like really significant change effects on relationships. So I think the first exposure I had to really intentional forms of communication was from reading Nonviolent Communication, which I th still think is an amazing book. One of my coworkers a long time ago shared this book review where uh, they roughly described it as like, this is an insultingly good book. It's insulting in the sense that the entire core content of the book can be summarized on a cue card. And yet it is still surprisingly useful. Uh, so from there, I had this intuition that building up different ways of improving communication can be really, really helpful in just a really wide variety of circumstances in my life. Another way I like to, to put this is um, communication is a game of like infinite skill ceiling. And whenever, whenever you encounter someone that is truly an amazing communicator, for, for me, it's like a reminder how powerful it really can be. Mm -hmm. um, and some of those skills are definitely decomposable. So nonviolent communication was one specific decomposition. And after taking the bootcamp from RBTL, I saw, I saw like Steph, you and, you and Norman had created this whole amazing taxonomy of other ways of slicing it up in a way that was reproducible. So I was just like super drawn into that. And I like nerding out about this stuff. And Kevin is a fun person to nerd out with. So it was pretty. It was pretty easy to to draw them into the program as well. Wait, I'm actually curious. How did you find out about this? I found about I found out about it from from David Hu, like publicly posting about it on Facebook. Um, nice. Yeah, David Hu is one of my my college classmates and one of the most interesting people I know. Um, like if if you think you know like the the Dos Equis like beer ad, the most interesting like man in the world in my life, that is David clearly. <laughs> um, I so uh, David is someone that always ventures off and does very unusual things, living in, in um, like really intentional communities, going and doing lots of different spiritual experiences. So I kind of just pick and choose the, the kind of easy entry points from those things. And, uh, I would say that RBTL has a bit of a less aggressive on-ramp than some of his other activities. Yes, nice. we love David. For, for contact, David also one of our facilitators at RBTL and Man, if you ever meet David, he is truly the embodiment of like pure joy. Um, and I think there's so much to learn um, from him about that because I feel like to access that level of joy requires us to have the courage to explore different like experiences. So just referencing that, I wanted to share a little bit of context with that. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, and so like I, I would love to hear from the two of you, like especially since you were, you, you know, Kevin, you saw Jamie sort of like go through the experience first. Um, did you notice anything change about Jamie? Because I, I can already tell like y'all have been jamming about this even like before RBTL, right? Like Jamie, you mentioned um, leaning into like NBC. You talked about you, you both like being interested in this kind of stuff. So just wondering from you, Kevin, like have you noticed any changes? So there was roughly a maybe four month gap between when Jamie became enlightened and, be, and when I became enlightened. So I think that's kind of the gap that's interesting. I think looking back now, I definitely see a lot of the intentionality more, but definitely it was like, I only was, I didn't know enough to be able to point at what the intentionalities were. I just experienced it in its totality and how it impacted me, I guess, which I think 
the way I experienced it is that Jamie was 25 to 50% better at all at being supportive and connecting with me than he was before, roughly. Um, this is something that I only appreciate now in hindsight, knowing how much effort it takes. Definitely in the moment, I just took it for granted. I was like, ah, yes, my friend is being very supportive, being a very good listener. Yes, all of those things. Yes, good thoughts, good advice, all the usual things. Very good, very good. Mm. I think, I mean, in the the moments that stick out to me are definitely the more vulnerable moments when I was sharing, I guess, some of my my life struggles, my career struggles, my personal struggles during those during those four months. And I just all I remember is feeling very supported, very heard and affirmed in a way. Yeah. I don't think I had the reference point to like notice, oh yeah, like he's working on these skills and like I'm watching him get better because I didn't really know about this whole other world yet. But I got to experience being on the receiving end, which fantastic, I must say. <laughs> yeah. You feel natural. Jamie, oh, good job. Definitely did not feel natural coming on my end. Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, it was, I think in the context of RBTL, it's really important to have um, these situations to, to practice these skills outside of the environment, just so that you can start to see the changes in, in the real world. Uh, and because pushing through to using them outside the the container of RBTL is its own kind of challenge. Because in RBTL, people know what you're doing. So even if it lands kind of awkwardly, people are like, oh, okay, it's fine, you're trying this thing. Um, but it's really, the magic comes only from starting to incorporate this outside of the environment. So I mean, I can think of, of like a few specific moments where I acted in a way towards Kevin that like I would not have without RBTL. One specific, very specific one was that... Um, I think it might have even been from boot camp, but it, it was the first time I'd ever seen it called out specifically that um, one form of affirmation is just affirmation of vulnerability. So I noticed in my life that I really did appreciate when people were really open and honest with me. And I had just taken it for granted that they knew that I appreciated that. But then I'm like, wait, how would they know that I like that if I don't say it? So I remember one time when, when Kevin was talking to me a bit about a bit of his career struggles. And at that point, I was very explicit and being like, hey, man, like, thanks for trusting me enough to tell me this. Um, so that was like one that. thing that I am very confident. I know exactly where we were. Um, I'm very confident that I would not have had the conversation the way that I did without the school, without the skills that um, RBTL helped me build up. How was it? I, I feel like I'm I feel like you remember this moment too. So I'm curious to hear like how it felt for you to, to hear that from Jamie. Do you remember where we were? <laughs> was this in the car? Or was yeah. This... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. I think it felt like half scary, half warm fuzzy. Scary in the sense that I one of the things I'm working on in the course and continue to work on my everyday life is the ability to feel and embody my emotions more. So, you know, back to, this is primordial, Kevin. So you didn't really know anything <laughs> about what was going on. So there was definitely a little bit of the scariness, like, whoa, all these feelings are coming out. What is happening? But, you know, in hindsight, I can recognize that it was definitely lots of vulnerability in knowing that it's true lots of gratitude for you being who you are 
to me, Jamie, and being that that rock that I can like depend on and be open and my like ugly, true work in progress self. Mm. And also meta gratitude that you appreciated it, you know? It's kind of all mm. the layers. So yeah, it was pretty overwhelming, but a good feeling in the end. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. Well, this is the first time I've heard impact for it. So that's really cool. I can do that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that was so sweet. I, I feel like this like fly on the wall right now, just like witnessing the both of you. <laughs> like, mm. and your friendship like blossoming. And it's just it's really special actually for um for me to see like how um um how this has actually been incorporated into your life and to see the impact um, of what the skills have um, brought. Um, I would love to hear, uh, Kevin, like how, um, or wait, did I ask, did I switch this? Are you looking for, for how? Yeah, the other. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, wait a second. Jamie, how did you, what changes have you seen like from Kevin since um, he's been in the court as well? Um. I think the clearest thing for me is just the ways in which I can now really de deeply rely on Kevin to be supportive that uh, a thing that I've been working on over the last like many months, possibly year is just getting better at asking for help. Um, so especially like in the moments where I'm like freaking out for whatever reason, especially if it's reason, actually, yeah, it really for whatever reason in the past, I would have a very natural tendency to kind of collapse in on myself and then like shut down. Um, and even it's one of those really strange things where I know whenever a friend is going through something hard, if they call me up, I'm actually grateful that they called me and I'm grateful to, that, that like they trust me enough and, and that it feels good to help them. It's actually like a positive experience for me. But despite all of that, when I'm on the other side of it, I'm always like, ah, oh, like, I don't want to burden this person. I don't want to bother them. Like they probably have their own problems they're dealing with right now. I don't want to add to their plate, which is like a really unhelpful mental model, which isn't really like anything that's I've ever actually experienced um but i think that knowing that that i have i have friends like kevin that uh are able to support in exactly the way that, that i need in those moments um because i think before i would feel pressure if i'm going to a friend with a problem to be collected and to, to say like okay like this is like the problem these are the options i've considered like what do you think i should do whereas now i'm just like like I, I feel like trash like let me just ramble at you for a while. And then um, using the tools for, from RBTL, like uh, I've, I definitely have seen Kevin lean really much further into mirroring both the, the actual content and the emotion. And that does work really well for me. And the contrast compared to when I talk to other friends now is pretty stark, um, friends or family. Like over the last couple of days, I've been really stressed out looking for housing in Hong Kong. Um, and I've both called Kevin at times and called my mom at times. And they're both helpful. But the first like, first like fifteen minutes of the call with Kevin and with my mom is very different. With my mom, it's like immediately into solution territory. Um, whereas with Kevin, it's just like, you know, just reflection initially, which helps me calm down way faster. Because um, it gets me, it allows me to get out of problem solving mode. Because being in problem solving mode is part of what put me in a stressful place in the first place. So I think the it's really clear the emotional mirroring pieces there the intentionality behind clear emotional expression is clearly there i think also um the 
the intentionality I see or hear about him talk about in conversations he's having with other people, especially difficult conversations, I can see that he's really thoughtful about uh, figuring out how to be kind, but also how to be direct. And that specific combination is so hard, being both kind and direct. Um, and I've seen him reach out a couple of times when he recognizes that he needs support in doing those things. So really trying to do right by other people, but also um, being willing to ask for help along the journey. So th those are some of the things that I've, I've noticed changing, changing Kevin. I'm just taking a moment because that was really beautiful <laughs> to hear. And Kevin, I, I wanted to hear how that was like for you um, to, to hear from Jamie, the changes that he's seen in you. Yeah, I mean, I think Jamie was an active part of many of those changes because I would be like, difficult conversation coming. <laughs> mm. Need input <laughs> and <laughs> clarity <laughs> on like, you know, we have a, a common language and a common framework, but you still kind of have to put together like how you're going to execute it. And so it's really cool to have someone to strategize with in a way. It's like, okay, yeah. which are the things we want to focus on? What is which of the which of the practices are the most relevant in, in for this specific situation? Um, so yeah, I'm mostly just grateful that I have someone that can draw an arc for me on this path because it's not common that people naturally stumble upon all of these things, right? So mm. and one thing that you know we're we have, we've kind of talked about it a little already and I'm sure we'll get to is that one of the main benefits of both of us having taken the course is just like shared language yeah, and a shared understanding of both directionally why these things are valuable and that in general interpersonal dynamics and being better communicators is a direction that we want to progress in is those things are very fundamental in allowing us to engage like at a pretty high level with pretty complex concepts very precisely and very effectively. And that's been really, really nice in figuring out, you know, all the challenges. Yeah, it's like yeah. a it's almost like a like a like a co-founder dynamic in figuring out how to plot our own our own uh growth and emotional intelligence. <laughs> um yeah, like I I think I've gotten the chance to kind of like play like the like the ringside support. When Kevin's just like, you know, he just had an intense conversation. He has to go in for another round soon, just sitting on the bench. I'm like, all right, here's what, here's what, here's what I need you to focus on. Like, these are the things that I think I know, like, you know, you're trying to work on. I know that you need some external, external reinforcement of, of some of these notions right now, because um, like, I know you've told me your intentions before. I know these are the things that, that you're, you're working on. I know this is what you want, but right now you're overloaded. Um, and then he's kind of uh, played the role for me a lot more of, of like, I just got kind of battered in a ring and, and he's just like, it's okay. Like you'll heal up just fine. Like this is, the whole thing is fine. This whole situation is expected. Um, so it's, it's been like a really fun dynamic to, to support each other this way. Oh my gosh. I love it. I hear like coach, coach Jamie, like on the court with like, Kevin, <laughs> like throwing him in there. <laughs> yeah. But then like, he was over <laughs> We definitely like switch switch roles sometimes where sometimes yeah. Kevin is definitely playing the coach and sometimes it's just like the the like the uh the rehab session afterwards. <laughs> the post the post game analysis. Therapy. Yeah, the post game analysis, yeah. 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 Oh Although that's a funny that's a funny 
I'm funny that you bring up the word therapist. One of the side effects of learning the skills and using them with non-RVTL people is that I get that comment a lot now, like very consistently. Like you literally, yesterday it happened twice, like just talking to friends. People are like, whoa, this is like, you sound like my therapist. Oh, this is like getting free therapy. I'm like, yes, mirroring, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny that that's kind of how it is and there's i think there's a good carl rogers quote for this which is i think like all good conversations should be therapeutic in nature and mm -hmm. you know good conversations are when you're actually listening and connecting and it's all these it's just ties in so well with all the skills that you get from rbtl and so it, it makes sense that that's the case yeah i hear that um that's a very common, uh, <laughs> common, that, that should be like a before, like after RBTO, you will now get comments like you sound like my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, so I think a lot of the language that we learned, um, I mean, we could be so much kinder in the way that we, and more compassionate, I think, in the way that we um, communicate. And so um, it's, it's fun to hear that because I think that's a common theme across the board. Um, and I also just love that what I'm seeing between the two of you is actually kind of an unlocking of a new level of friendship or like there's like such a deeper dynamic between the two of you. Like I really hear the leaning on each other as like a coach, and like a therapist. Um, I hear you trusting each other more, like sort of this being willing to be more um, in the messiness. I think like Jamie, you're talking about earlier, like calling and just kind of like falling apart versus like, let me fall apart by myself, collect myself, and then give Kevin the version of myself that is more collected, right? And so I definitely see this um, transition. I feel like even in, in what you've shared so far, how there's more authenticity, I think there's mm. more sort of like realness and rawness um, and also a lot of fun. I think at the same time, like there's yeah. that, that piece too, like where you're able to have fun with knowing all of these like concepts and things and be able to like maneuver it and navigate these situations together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think um, being able to show up to the, to these conversations, not collected and, and leaning into authenticity and realness and rawness is really empowering. And to your point, also the play play ends up being really important as a way of like recharging afterwards. Like, Kevin and I talk a lot about about like this idea of like filling your cup or recharging and like what actually recharges you because I think for both of us like vegging out and watching TV is not really that recharging um so uh, and some of this definitely aligns pretty well with you know the the, the pleasure over proving um principle from RBTL like I noticed even now there are a lot of friends that for whatever reason when I show up to conversations I still show up with proving energy and I'm, I'm aware of it now, but it still happens. Whereas when I'm talking to Kevin, I don't really feel a need to do that. Like, I think we both are, are pretty comfortable talking about our weaknesses with each other and like acknowledging each other, not judging each other for those weaknesses. Um, so that is really empowering and connecting. And I think that's a large part of where the ability to support each other comes from is, is being able to show up to those conversations without trying to prove, it, prove anything to each other. Yeah, Kevin, how does how does, does that does that mirror your experience? Yeah, I mean, I also struggle with pleasure of approving. It's a, a mantra I try to repeat in my head all the time. Mm. I think in this situation, I think 
one thing I'm realizing as we're talking about this is maybe there gets to a point where you there's like a vulnerability threshold you have to cross with somebody. Because I mm. think the biggest fear, at least for me, whenever I'm in the pleasure of overproving mindset is I show somebody a piece of myself that I definitely think is ugly. I think other people mm. are going to think are kind of ugly. And because of that, I'm, my fundamental fear is always, okay, they're going to leave me now because like they've mm. seen these ugly parts of me. And when I get to a point where I've just shown them some of the ugliest parts and they're still around, I'm like, all right, I think we're good here. My brain is like, <laughs> yeah. you, there's nothing, it's, you've gone so far in the other direction of like, there's, there's nothing we can prove. There's nothing I can prove anymore in a way. That sounds kind of weird, but it's like, yeah, there's just no more need to, because I've, I've been open and totally honest about just, this is, this is who I am and how I am. And Mm. y'all are still here so i think we're good no more proving required <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm, I'm happy to hear that you think that we've crossed that vulnerability threshold <laughs> and yeah i definitely definitely feel the same that um i think that that is largely crossing the threshold is the thing that enables a lot more pleasure over proving because uh i think the thing that that like reinforces the proving or or blocks the the pleasure facet of the conversation really is what you just said, the, the fear that like, if I fully share in the way that is natural to me, then the other person will peace out. Um, and I, I agree that it is only through actually trying that. Oh man, it's, it's like, what if I talk about this stuff? I always feel like I am, I'm seeing the, the puzzle of the RBTL pieces come together because I think I was about to say is that the only way to get to that threshold is to be vulnerable. And when you go that path, some people are going to walk away so, you know, that's where this whole principle of, of heartbreak over harmony comes from. Like the alternative path of only doing the things that, that feel safe means that fewer people will, will go away, but it'll be really hard to find the people that you can really be your, your more complete fluid self with. Um, yeah, I feel like I, uh, like I'm seeing the puzzle like come together <laughs> and the pieces all make sense to me now. Um, the plan is coming together. <laughs> every, time, every time I see you all, like, like the pieces, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's like how we exactly how we designed it, we designed it in that way. Like, makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, mm, it's like you planned this or something, <laughs> or something in that way. <laughs> I I love that, Judy. I think. Um, to your point, like um, to both your points, I, I think a lot of this work um, in, in interpersonal dynamics, it's so connected, right, to that intrapersonal work as well. Because like, if you think about it, the work that you're doing um, is like, you are still actively choosing yourself to be courageous enough to move a little bit closer, right, to this person, to like try something, to, to share something, more deeply and like to yeah. what Kevin said it's just like oh well if I show you this ugly thing that I think is going to be ugly and you're going to stick around then I think we're good <laughs> right but it's you making that actual like choice right in order to actually take that risk um to move in that direction and every time we do that we risk the rejection we risk somebody not accepting us and that's something that I feel like um has to be credited to each person that takes the class, right, is like, you are the person going out there into the arena, like we said earlier, and making those moves, trying those things, and like, 
getting scratched up and still going back there. And so I think there, I, I just want to like um, acknowledge the efforts that that you you both like are individually putting this um, into the relationship that you have with each other and just to see it just blossoming into something just like so meaningful and deep and connecting is just like so fun and, and so meaningful to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um... That's kind of the other cool part of having the common language. You can celebrate your RVTL wins <laughs> together. Yeah, true. <laughs> you have a good connecting conversation. You're like, yeah, I did this, this, and this, and it was super connecting. And the person's like, I get that. Sick. That's awesome. <laughs> it's another conversation about the conversation that I think is yeah. like so fun for everyone who like has the roadmap, right? Yes. Roadmap, it's like, oh, we can celebrate each of the like the, the tens of thousands amount, um, amounts of choices that you're making, like before you even reach the finish line, right? And it's like yeah. seeing that that person, you know, you you know, somebody somebody posts on LinkedIn, hey, just got this job, but you don't see like the hundreds of, of job applications that they put in. And so I think RBTM really enables you to like be able to celebrate those hundreds of applications that you put in. Yeah, it's true. I think you said this at the beginning of my cohort step, which is once you once you learn to see, you cannot ever unsee. That's pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. Every every time I say that, I feel like um I feel like people are judging me when I say that, but I really mean it. Like yeah. and, and it means a lot to to have you share back to me that like, yeah, like it is true. Like once you see the map, like it, it is hard to like unsee that. Um, and I think it, somebody once said that it's like having, um, oh my gosh, what's that show? But it's like having like super like vision, essentially like you, cause you're able to like see like every single like crevice and corner of like what's occurring in a conversation. And it just, mm -hmm. it's just so empowering because you're able to um, maneuver it and hopefully match the intention of what you're trying to say with like, that you're trying to make with something. Yeah. It's very empowering to have options. Yes. choice and agency yes yeah yeah uh it is really empowering and it, it is amazing when you start to see the the tools come into play and um that you know would not have been there otherwise and see the impact that they have it all is also just like from like kind of a more um like more of a curiosity perspective like when you see things that don't really involve you that much and you just watch them kind of go wrong you're like whoa okay like just like bids all over the place not being met like immediate like solution over or sorry, immediate solving over over support happening um and then there is also occasionally the situations that are frustrating where uh where i can see a conversation that i'm in in real time having these things happen because like the another another framework that that you norman present is this idea of moving from unconsciously unskilled to consciously unskilled to and then forward to i always forget how to say this it's uh con or Unconsciously. consciously skilled consciously skilled and then unconsciously skilled Unconscious. right that's the four steps yeah. mm -hmm. so like right now i feel like in a lot of realms i am teetering back and forth between consciously unskilled and consciously skilled so there's always situations where now i'm like acutely aware of exactly what went wrong but it still went wrong <laughs> um and there's actually one of the things that is really nice to have to have uh to be able to talk about with kevin where like we'll discuss what happened and we'll be like, oh my God, like I, I, I saw the hole in front of me. I looked directly at the hole and then I fell directly in it. <laughs> um, so the x-ray vision 
is really empowering, but it can also be like frustrating at times because you you still see the the same patterns repeat, and that's why it's so important to have environments of practice. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I mean, that's where the compassion comes in, right? I feel like a big part of this. People always come in. I think it was challenging for. I mean, all of us were just like, we want to get this right. <laughs> yeah. We want to do it. <laughs> And, and it's still like inevitable, right? That like things will, will fall. And um, I think it's a challenge to all of us to extend more compassion towards ourselves and like race like in the process. And um, cause yeah, it's a, it's a lifelong, lifelong journey. Like we talked about at the same time, it ages like fine wine, I would like to say. Like mm. they'll do age like fine wine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh... This is one of those situations where I wish I knew slightly more about wine so I could draw a more extended metaphor. Like when, when wine is really new, like why is it not as good? How does it, like what, what specifically about the quality of wine makes it better over time? Because I want to say like, you know, let's say they pretend that at the beginning it was really tart. Like at the beginning, it has sharpness. It's still interesting, but it's not like refined yet. It doesn't feel like it's all fully cohered. And then the idea is that over time, these things kind of cohere and become more full-bodied. Um, and that's, this is an extended metaphor I would try to draw if I knew anything about wine. <laughs> you know what? That was a good attempt at that. I don't know about wine, so honestly, I was like, yeah, you know what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, sh- I could have just walked in with confidence and just banked on the fact that neither of you are wine connoisseurs either. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I know it's true for Kevin, I have no idea. Wine connoisseurs going to listen to this and be like, yeah, that's all wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please educate us if you know what you're talking about. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Well, you all, thank you so much for sharing about how um, your relationship has, like, shifted and changed um, throughout your experience with, like, our retail. It was honestly such a joy for me <laughs> to, like, just see both of your dynamics. I think this is the first time I've actually seen you both in the same room. I don't oh, think yeah, I've actually experienced you in the same room. Um, so true. It was it was such a treat. And so I wanted to share with the audience. I know, um, like I said, I think something that's like really special is seeing two of you, I think, as dudes, also as, as like Asian dudes too. Like I think that's even like more rare to see. We're like, engineers oh, too. Oh my god, y'all, come on, come on. Okay, come on. Like, I, I really want you to share about the project that you two have been working on because I think this is going to be so special for everyone who's listening. Yeah, I've been eating a lot of airtime, so Kevin, you can take this one. Pass the ball over. Yeah, pass the ball over again. Classic so, <laughs> so, how long ago has it been? Like, two months ago? Three months ago? We had this idea after I finished the course and then Jamie had also finished the course. We had this idea of working on something together that would allow us to connect on a regular basis and also work on these skills that we got from RBTL. It's kind of a common theme where, you know, we hinted a couple of times that the, the main magic moments tend to happen outside the classroom and out in the wild. And so we're like, how can we do more of that? And so, to fast forward, we decided to start a podcast together, essentially, where we have three kind of main topics, main themes. One is exactly this kind of practicing the RBTL skills, practicing our 
emotional awareness and communication skills. Another thing that we that just generally kind of happens when we talk to each other, like in person or online or on the phone, is we we tend to talk a lot about growth and how we're we want to grow as people and strategies for growing as people and the struggles as we try to grow into better versions of ourselves. So that's kind of another natural thing that just seemed to make sense. And the last one is kind of what you touched upon a bit, Steph. Just like our we're we're both on kind of the Asian American, Asian Canadian spectrum in terms of having struggles with our identity. And so those are the three kind of tenets of the podcast. And we recently landed on a name for it finally. We're calling it vulnerability junkies. I love it. Oh my gosh, first year. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, this is the first time that we've talked about it ever, I think, because mm. we've been trying to bring you know this stuff. We've been trying to brainstorm a, a name that encapsulates and has the exact like the right energy that we want the most. And we literally, as we were doing podcast recordings, one of the magic moments, aha moments that we had was that the thing that recharges us the most and the thing that we're kind of like, you know, addicted to a little bit is this vulnerability back and forth that we've been kind of talking about this entire episode. It brings us both a lot of joy and a lot of energy and it just it's electric and during that episode we came up with this term of like yeah i guess we're like vulnerability junkies and that kind of just stuck in the back of our heads so anyway that's launching soon you'll probably be able to find this wherever you find podcasts and yeah i hope you uh give us a listen where we try to dance with the messiness and and be vulnerable practice being vulnerable with each other feeling all the feelings articulating those and hopefully you know it's a enjoyable experience for you uh it's at the very minimum a learning experience for us so yeah anything you want to add jamie i mean i'm just super hyped about it um but also i want to i want to call out that you're the kevin's like being a little overly humble here and then he said like oh yeah like we came up with this idea uh, and like, no, nah, like Kevin's like, hey, Jamie, we should make a podcast together. It should be about roughly these topics. I'll do the editing. And then thinking, I'm like, well, yeah, we can give it a try. I don't know. Like whenever I've, I've had friends in the past to like do this kind of thing, they always like record an episode and then they bail on the editing. And Kevin's like, nah, we're going to do this. <laughs> so like he has definitely been the driving force behind it um, and has been doing the editing. At some point, I will step in to help out a little bit with that. But uh he has been very clearly the the like the beat of the drum that keeps this thing going. Um, I really am excited about seeing how other people uh, receive the the work we have. So we already have, I think, five episodes recorded, um, which is already way more than I thought we were going to get to. Uh, <laughs> and we just need to to like get the last couple things finished up before we can we can really launch this thing. Um, yeah, the, the finding a name together was also like an interesting collaboration experience where it just like felt like a very long drawn out process of of struggling together. But the whole time that process was actually pretty fun. We went, we talked to like a bunch of different friends about about different strategies for doing this kind of stuff, um, and then ended up as often happens when I try to do anything creative and using none of those processes at all, and then just doing something that came up naturally in one of the podcasts. So I'm excited to hear to to let people listen to it the the structure of it is in some ways pretty unusual in that we include 
the things that we're working on as like part of the the intro into every episode. So we'll be like, I'm trying to work on on like being more in touch with with uh, with like emotional sensation and be more vocal about those things. Um, before the podcast, sometimes we talk about the specific mechanics of the podcast itself we're working on. So both trying to um a little bit less as much as as our magical descript software can <laughs> cut some of that stuff out. We obviously want to work on it in in a more fluid way as well. Uh, and it also is just really fun and interesting to listen to it happen after the fact and, and notice all of these these patterns that we have that allows us to actually change them because it's another form of feedback loop. Um, in, in some ways, it reminds me of the first time I listened to my recordings from RBTL, um, specifically from, from Immersion. I think it was Immersion, maybe it was Fellowship. Um, but in any case, I went into that thinking that I was looking for one thing and then in listening to it, I'm like, oh no, there are many other things I want to work on first. So having that kind of feedback loop, both from Kevin giving me direct feedback, but also from listening to the podcast and listening to my own voice, listening to the things that I'm missing in what he's saying or the misunderstandings uh, has been a separate, really cool vehicle for learning. Wow. I am so inspired just by how dedicated you both are um, to learning these skills. I, I hear the um, learning of public piece, which I think is incredible, like to use, kind of like use yourselves as examples um and like hopefully like support people in their process too i think that's a, that's like such a gift like to have um and i also hear from you like love loved what you did jamie in giving kevin credit for like what he's been really able to like um do in this process and him really taking the the lead uh, on making this happen and um i'm excited i'm excited to like hear um, your hear your podcast to listen in and um, where can they do you all have like a website or um, a link yet to um, share with them if you don't that's okay I'll just add it into the description <laughs> yeah, yeah none of those things we're gonna try and probably grab some handles on like mm. the Instagrams I don't know what else is relevant now Twitter, I'll grab Twitter I'm on, I'm on Twitter you're on Instagram together yeah. it'll, we'll make it work yeah, we'll figure it out. Cover bases. Yeah, when we figure it out, it'll be in the link below. Yeah, but hopefully by the time this launches, it'll either be in the link below or if you just search the words vulnerability junkie, True. then on Google, hopefully it'll show up. Um, and if it doesn't, that means we have more SEO work to do. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you both for joining me on the podcast today. This was such an energizing conversation and um, it's still special for me to be, in, like I said earlier, be in the same room as the two of you. And I'm just excited to witness like where this um, this project um, goes and also how your relationship like changes and, and just mm -hmm. deepens over time. So thank you for spending the time with me. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. It's been really fun. Yeah, it's a great time. And obviously also thank you for, you know, building out the whole RBTL program to <laughs> oh, yeah. the foundation to do the thing totally. we're doing now. Yeah, that was the <laughs> unstated, unstated, somewhat super obvious in the back of my mind. So I didn't even call it out being like, this would not be happening if we didn't do RBTL and if RBTL didn't exist. So right. thank you, Steph and Norman. I'm sure you'll be listening to this at some point, Norm. Thank you. I appreciate you both. Thank you so much. This is me, 
trying to receive right now. <laughs> I realized, like, man, I really rushed through that. <laughs> oh yeah thank you so much though um to two of you like i think for me it's just as like the creator i think alongside i think norman would also agree that like it's really meaningful i think to um hear this back from you all and i think it's really <laughs> i think it's also just like um yeah, I, I think we don't think too much about the work that we've done. And I just, I'm just now realizing this whole conversation was about how RBCL changed sort of the trajectory of like your relationship. <laughs> I'm going to go hide in my corner now and appreciate that on my own because that's my limit. We appreciate you too, Steph. If you would like more resources on how to make the most out of your relationships or to apply to the next cohort of RBTL, find us at relatingbetweenthelines.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please read us on whichever platform you're listening on. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you at the next one.